Hey guys, welcome back to the Chain Gang Podcast, episode 35. Uh, we had a devastating week for some teams and an amazing week for others. I don't think we really had any other upsets other than the Giants game. Um, oh, and the Jaguars. I mean, 100%. I don't know. There was no upsets for me. Well, upsets according to America. They really had uh, the Chargers winning the Jags, so that was technically an upset. Bills, you know, almost got upset by losing only or winning by only three. Giants beat the Vikings. That's an upset. And the Bengals beating the Ravens really wasn't, but almost was. And the Cowboys beating the Bucks wasn't an upset. So we we have what we have. So what do you guys think about the, the Chargers-Jaguars game? You guys think that's uh, – we all guessed Jaguars, I think. Rip, right? Yeah, we did. That was a crazy game. I mean, I, yeah, I, I really enjoyed that one. Um, just sitting around watching it. Yeah, I thought it was over at first quarter. I thought it was over. So right. It's like pretty bad. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, was... the Chargers defense was playing unbelievable. I, I think I came out of it. Justin needs a little bit of help. Uh, I think he needs a better run game. I think some better play calling. I mean, obviously, they thought the same thing with Lombardi getting fired, I think, Thursday, today. So I think they thought the same thing and maybe next year it'll be a little bit better. No injuries. Yeah. Um, I can't believe the Jaguars came back, man. I, I just watching that game, seeing the, seeing the chargers only score uh, three points in the second half. That's, that's really tough to do. And that chargers offense is really, really good compared to most teams. So right. um, you had uh, Trevor Lawrence, just 40 at four picks, five picks, something like that. Four picks or, Four picks. Um, yeah. Fuck, man. I mean, you, you don't see something like that. Um, that's like, why. By the same guy, right? Santi Samuel? Uh, yeah. yeah, Santi Samuel had all three. And, you know, the calls uh, were a bit shaky that game. I really I really felt like they were even, though. Like, there were a lot of offense. Like, when the when the Jacksonville Jaguars are on offense, there was penalties that the Jag or Chargers were doing that they weren't getting called for. And then vice versa, there was penalties that the Jags offense was doing and they and the Chargers didn't get the calls in their way either. So even though Joey Bosa is pissed off, I've seen a lot of times where he should have been flagged, where their defense should have been flagged uh, for holding all kinds of stuff. So they, even though they weren't correct in their calls, they seemed even. So it wasn't like one team was getting a bunch of calls and, and one team wasn't where the Bucks game, I would say, was the opposite. I feel like we got penalized like every other play and on second down, we really couldn't do anything. But Look, Tom Brady looked like a shell of himself. Uh, yeah, day. second down we were terrible. Every time it was first down, we'd get a few yards, and then second down it would be an incomplete pass or a run for no gain. And then third down was always our our enemy. We if it went our way, it wasn't much, and if it didn't go our way, we're punting. Um, he had think, some. Uh, you guys could not get on rhythm. That's what I could tell. And I, I think a little part of it would have been Jensen back on the offensive line. I actually think that was a step back. The guy hasn't played all season, hasn't really been there. I think yeah. that kind of messed up the the rhythm that they had going. Um, and obviously, no run game really kind of hurts him, and that's evident. Yeah, they haven't been good in the run game all year. It's weird how how your team could be really good at running the ball one year, and then the very next year. You're just not the same. Um, right. I, don't, I don't really know what's going on. I, I think it's pertained mainly to the line. Uh, I think Tom Brady kind of is in a slump. I don't know if it's just him getting divorced or not, uh, but it just seems like he was in a bit of a slump that game and making some weird calls, man. I mean, there was some, there was a time where he was in the red zone, I remember, and he had nobody in front of him and literally just threw the ball in the corner and almost got it picked off. Like 
You could, it was third down. You could have ran four yards with no one in front of you and at least gotten the first down before that safety or linebacker that was way deep came down. So like just weird calls, weird throws, miscommunication with Mike Evans. I was, I saw where he was shaking the receiver and he broke out and Tom Brady threw it in and it just hit the dirt. So yeah. uh, just seemed like the I'm offense. Give a lot of credit to Dan Quinn and the Cowboys on that win though. They, uh, they gave a lot of cushion, kind of kept everything right in front. I mean, Parsons, he plays four different positions. He's all over the field. Um, and then but the Cowboys had some special special team problems, it looked like. And that's, uh, that's a little, little hard to overcome. I think this week will definitely, if they have the same problem as they did last week, they'll show. Right. Yeah, this, uh, this Bucks game wasn't a huge test for them. It kind of it gave them confidence, if anything. Um, but, you know, they have a tougher teams that they have to face. So if they can really, you know, change that this week and, be, and beat some harder teams, then uh, my mind will be switched on them and um, whatever. But we had the Dolphins-Bills game. That game almost turned into an upset. I had Skylar Thompson doing awful, and he didn't do too bad. But the fact that it was only it was 34-31, if I'm a Bills fan, I am scared. If Skylar Thompson and that offense could beat me, what the heck is, you know, teams – if I go if they go to the Super Bowl, what do you think Patrick Mahomes is going to do to you? What do you think, you know, they're a Joe harder – Joe, yeah, Joe Burrow, uh, the 49ers. You have tougher tougher teams, Eagles. Whoever they end up playing, um, it's going to be – it's going to be a test. It's going to be a, a, a real test. I don't – I think Allen's mistakes um, – uh, you can tell he's missing one person. That's his offense coordinator, Dayball. Um, I, you can definitely tell the difference if you watch the Giants game. Daniel Jones turns into one of the most turnover-prone quarterbacks to one of the least. Allen turns into the most. Um, a lot of quarterback draws. It, it just looked like a lot of superhero ball from the Bills. Um, That's what it usually is. It's so super- I just really think uh, they're gonna they're gonna feel it this week. Right. Yeah. The one thing the- they had is their defense, like Justin was saying, is they don't. Well, now that their defense is weaker, Josh Allen's going to have to really, really have to get in games with that Superman ball, trying to force things. Um, but what were you saying, Justin? Uh, I was just saying that um, Josh Allen, that's why he's had so many turnovers, because there's nothing to help him. He's trying to do it all on his own. And it uh, it's showing the fact that uh, Brian Dayball was as good as he is showing out to be in like Bert said, he's turning Daniel Jones into a decent quarterback, and yeah, Jones yeah. going back to his mistaking ways. It seems like so. That's one of the things. I mean, there's two things out of that game that I really uh, came out thinking. I thought one, Josh Allen's going to be he's wildly talented, but he's definitely number three. He's the third best quarterback in the in the league. And then also, I was came out thinking Miami Dolphins. They need a dependable quarterback. And I think they're going to be very uh, gun-ho. I think they'll tip around behind Tua this offseason, be a little more quiet. But I definitely – I think they need a Derek Carr, Tom Brady this offseason. I think – I'd be surprised. Like, if they went after Derek Carr, I think Derek Carr is a much better quarterback than Tua. And that team could actually be decent with the Derek Carr. There's a lot of quarterbacks that are better than Tua. Yes. But my point is that the Raiders are letting go of Derek Carr – when Derek Carr is better than most quarterbacks in the league, so I think that's a, it's a weird it's a weird move. Win win, I guess. 
It's, really, it's more of a win for Derek Carr, if you like. Gets out of oh, the organization. Right. Well, I, I really don't think any quarterback other than two and Lamar will really mesh well with that Dolphins um, offense and that head coach, Mike McDaniel. It's Mainly. very similar to the 49ers offense. Yeah. Which, let's talk about that game. Man, Kyle Shanahan, he has to be one of the best coaches in the league. Man, what he's done to all the quarterbacks he's ever, like, been with. I mean, we look at Matt Schaub. We look at RG3, rookie of the year. Matt Schaub went to the playoffs. Matt Ryan, MVP, went to the Super Bowl. Jimmy G actually looks like a Pro Bowl caliber quarterback. And now, look at Brock Purdy. That guy might be the franchise guy now. Um, that game was insanely competitive in the first half. I really felt and knew that it would. Um, but a couple of key components I, I want to talk about is Brandon Ayuk. That guy is a team player. He really he really came out this year. He's setting a lot of blocks, man. Oh, man. Great blocker. I was surprised. I didn't think he had it like that blocking was. Ha- having that extra lineman out a receiver, man, is is awesome. It's if you can find somebody that can really block, like 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 you guys said, like Brandon Ayuk, like a Mike Evans, like somebody who's really going to fight with those corners and run them off or block them, man, it's it's invaluable. I mean, you can't put a you can't put a price on a block. That's why most running backs aren't third down backs. They can't block a big linebacker coming down. So right. having that blocking ability in a skill position that just helps your team out uh, tenfold. Um, but yeah, like you guys said, I, I really like Kyle Shanahan. Um, I like what he can do with really bad quarterbacks and turn them into fairly decent quarterbacks. Um, the problem with the 49ers is is they're never happy. You could be winning games, getting to a Super Bowl, but they always want to replace you. They always want to get rid of you. They is that want... a bad thing? They're yeah. never complacent. Uh, no, that's kind of a bad thing because every time you switch around, it kind of doesn't always work out in your favor. I mean, when they had – there was a quarterback before Jimmy Garoppolo. Was it Alex Smith? Trey Lance. No, was it – was it – Trey? was it – No, No, like in 2016 when they got uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Wasn't it uh, Alex Colin Smith? Colin Kaepernick? Oh, that's right, right. That's right, Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> Sorry, I was thinking of a bunch of people. Yeah, Colin Kaepernick gets him to the Super Bowl, has one off year, kind of. I mean, they say like they still went playoffs, dropped him. Well, they, when they, Kyle Shanahan was there, they had um, Nick Mullins, they had uh, CJ Beathard. Yeah, yeah they, guys, they didn't really have any guys. They actually had to go out and get a Jimmy G. Yeah. Right, and even when they had Jimmy G, they even though they paid him all that money originally. A few years in, they're like, you know, we're going to the playoffs. We're doing this. We're doing that. But we don't need you. And we're going to try to find somebody else. So they draft Trey Lance. Trey Lance is kind of seems like a like a like a dud, um, mainly because of how Brock good Brock Purdy's looking. <laughs> um, but if I'm Brock Purdy, I am really trying to go all out and leave the 49ers because it seems like they oh, no. they seem I, to I ditch. Think Brock Purdy stays. I think they get mm. Trey Lance out of the building and. Nah, I mean, man. Brock still has another three years. Cheap, too. And dirt. Cheap, cheap. Trey Lance is cheap, but he's cheaper. No, no, no. His Trey Lance is cheap, but, like. Brock is, like, cheap, cheap. Cheap compared to, like, very, very cheap. Yeah, you can definitely get some to... trade value. But you also have to think about, like, he has this great team, this great offense, but how much longer are they going to last? You have an injury-prone running back, an injury-prone receiver, so, and they're kind of getting old. They're kind of getting old. McCaffrey's, McCaffrey's <laughs> in that. They're getting rid of Trey Lance, and they'll keep. They, I would Brock Purdy. You can keep all those guys. No, I understand you can keep them, but 
if they're going to be on the field is the question. I mean, you had Chris McCaffrey, who was nothing but injury prone coming into that, coming from Carolina. And is it a coincidence that every single year, a uh, 49ers running back tears an ACL, is out for a few months or whatever? Is that a coincidence? I don't think so. I think that I think they just they have a really bad practice. They have a really bad practice facility. And the it best shows. thing that they're doing right now is they're not giving Chris McCaffrey every single touch on the backfield. And I think that was the main problem in Carolina. Yes. He had That's why he's looking so good this touch. year. He but looks amazing. He he's averaging not... like 18 Debo's touches looking. with 49ers. So it's definitely helping keep his injuries on the on the low end. And I think he can handle that workload. So I don't know if that if the injury-prone tag will still apply to him. If they keep know. it at this the running this, back is such a weird position now. Like is. you get a six round running back and he can be an all-star, and then you can go right. ahead and get another one. So I really feel like the Niners are in the perfect situation. They have two cheap quarterbacks moving off Jimmy G, and then they get to keep that cheap, keep uh the cheap payroll, pay all their defensive guys. They can probably keep both linebackers this year. We'll get um, more shit. Yeah, they can just keep reloading. I think right. the Niners are in the best situation right now. I think if you have three good quarterbacks and you don't know which one to pick from, that's a good situation, especially in the NFL when you look at – I mean, they took the Jags how many years to find a good quarterback? Right. And they've been in the top five every single year in the draft. You keep and now they finally it. found a, a Peyton Manning-type quarterback. I am not in agreement with you, Bert. On the way of being Peyton Manning. Oh, like, oh, oh, oh. I'm talking about the 49ers. You keep saying they're good quarterbacks. You don't think Brock Purdy is good? He's he's only a rookie. I don't think he's good. I really don't. He's don't. only a rookie. He's only going to get better from here. I don't I, think he's bad. I think he. I don't think he's he, bad. I don't think he's like as good as you're saying. Like he, I, if I, if I'm going to trade away Jimmy G and Trey Lance and go with a seventh round pick, that's fucking ballsy. But I, I don't think that they can't win with them. I mean, I think they can win with them. But like we, like I said the last episode, we did this. Like you have to weigh in all the factors. Is he that good, or is he just in a good position? Is I he... mean, they're gonna have those guys regardless. I mean, they can take another guy in the seventh round, and maybe they flip him. Well, that's what I'm saying. They're not. I don't think they're really flipping him. I think they have a good quarterback, a, a guy who fits this offense. Mine, Off, you don't yes. need a quarterback in that. I could play quarterback, and that's that's, awesome. that's what I'm saying. So, if you think that you could play quarterback in the offense, are you really that good, or are you just you have yes. everything? No, no, yes. <laughs> no play, yes. you have the look, one of the I best like offense. Curry, yeah, that's no, that's I'm not, I'm saying, but truly, are you are you think you're you, your quarterback level right now? No, uh, that's, that's what I'm saying. Kyle Shanahan can make you look like you are that good he can make you have that persona not going anywhere who kyle shan i'm not i'm not saying that i'm saying he makes crappy quarterbacks look good because of his system he has a really great receiving core the best tight one of the best tight ends in the league one of the best offensive lines in the league one of the best defenses in the league so if you if you if your defense is able to stop t- teams at like the 50 yard line every drive and all you have to go is 40 yards every play i mean are you not going to be one of the better offenses slash quarterbacks in the league i mean i don't really see brock purdy taking control of games i mean i'm sure he has maybe once or twice this year but i'm saying as far as like the off the defense is looking real shitty. The receivers aren't catching the ball. He's putting the game in his hands. McCaffrey is has like 30 rushing yards with 12 rushes. Ain't doing shit. He's forcing the ball in and getting those plays. Is he doing that? No. 
because he has all these good factors around him making him I'm look I'm not saying he's a top 10 quarterback, but I'm saying he doesn't need to be a top 10 quarterback to be You're a right. playoff team. But I wouldn't. It doesn't look like all these guys are going to get right. hurt in the playoffs. If I'm, so what I'm saying is they're a really good team. I think they're the best team in the league. I right. think they're really good. And if they could – if I'm them, I'm taking all these cheap quarterbacks like you're saying, and once they're once they want more money, say, oh yeah, try to do this somewhere else. <laughs> go go somewhere else and try this Brock Purdy right. once your contract expires. You ain't doing it. Only you thing you need it. to do for 49ers to be good scheme fit is not have turnovers. Yeah, if you can limit limit your turnovers, like just said, you, you just throw a decent percentage, like let's say. 20 passes you throw 20 passes and 17 completions get around under 200 yards and a couple touchdowns no picks that's like jimmy g's numbers you can look fucking phenomenal every year and just look in your team wins your defense is eating up every offense you don't have to worry and stress about a game ending drive that much compared to like if you're geno smith like geno smith would be a fucking hell of a quarterback in the 49ers offense i mean look what he's doing with the seahawks Yeah, props to the Seahawks, honestly. <laughs> I know. Like, what the hell? DK took off. DK was really killing them. Yeah, so. I wish he could have done that in the regular season. I, I'm sad that they lost, but, you know, they probably wouldn't have gone as far. And I didn't. No. But, you know, good to them that they won and that they're sticking with Gino. And Gino wants to stay in Seattle. I love that. I'm gonna they have not... two picks in the top 15, one in the top 10. So yeah, watch out for the Seahawks, man. They could, they could turn it around real quick. Which sucks for the uh, 49ers because they thought they were dead. They thought they were dead. They they're oh they're done for a couple of years. It doesn't help when the South is horrible. The whole NFC is awful. Right. Yeah. NFC needs some needs some new people. So all right, Lamar we, will be coming. Okay, then we have, yeah, we have the Ravens and the Bengals game. What do you guys think about that? All right. So the Ravens Off and the, to the Ravens. Oh, sorry, I think, yeah. Um man, they're a play away. I mean, if I if they won that game, I don't think Lamar would ever be a Raven. I don't even think there would be a conversation if right. that he would be a Raven. Um, it, it's just they're a talented team. I think they're one of the better teams on the AFC. And who's going to stop that juggernaut? I underestimated the Ravens' defense. I thought it was, I thought they were going to get ran through and. Like you said, Bert, you said that Roquan Smith, Patrick Queen, they held it up in the middle, man. They were they were shutting it down. I was really surprised watching that game, but it was a good game at least. So I'm really nervous about the Bengals going into next week. I mean, their whole offensive line, but two guys. Yeah, all went down. Are, yeah, three of them are down. Jonah Williams, uh, Lyndon Collins. I can't – Kappa, I think that's the third one. I think yeah. they're all out. They just have a left guard and a, a center left from the beginning of the year so i mean they made it to the super bowl last year with uh a worse offensive line so maybe they can pull it off again um and i think they got the easier game out of the two i think i would rather play the bills versus playing the jaguars if i'm if i'm uh the chiefs right now the only team that i'm now worried about beating me is the jaguars i think with the performance of the Bengals and the the bills in the week one Shows that they're not as good as they seem, and I if if I don't get upset by the up like by one of the by the Jags, which they're kind of upset kings like the Giants are. Um, do they play on Saturday? Right. Yes, they do. They play on at on Saturday. So Jeff I think Moss has never lost on a Saturday. Oops. Have you guys that's that? Here he uh, goes. Yeah, here we go. Sat. Well, the, the reason why I say that is because if I'm the 
uh, Chiefs, and I see that the Ravens were one play away. And if they had Lamar, you could say, oh, maybe they would have won that game. That's not good. I mean, if you're playing the Ravens and they have Tyler Huntley at quarterback, I mean, defensively, you're, you ranked high all year and you're about to lose the game. Offensively, you should have ran through their defense. They don't really have a secondary. They have names, but they don't really have performance. They uh, perform. They 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 did perform mainly because the uh, Bengals offense really couldn't get into that groove like we talked about and you said last time Justin we talked about this before the we I like to call them a um, a bolder offense they start out slow but if they can really get going it's gone they, they keep right. going they're not really like the Chiefs where at any minute it's instant just I'm throwing the ball eighty yards downfield and throwing it get a touch they're not like that they're really just like slow in the beginning of game slow slow slow. And they could catch steam really quickly in that second half, but this one didn't really seem like it that happened at all. Uh, I think that's to blame on their offensive line. Yeah, I think, I think they're all, right, and that's good. That's good for the Chiefs. I'm saying, but yes, yeah, the, yeah. that's why I say the 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 Bengals and the Bills are less of a threat now than what people kind of thought going in. Because if I'm looking at that, and the Miami Dolphins are putting 30, 31 up on the damn Bills, they could probably put fifty on the damn Bills. Uh, the Bengals will be a harder matchup, obviously. Um, but again, no offensive line. You're going to have to really put the hand in Joe Burrow, and hopefully, that lack of line doesn't stop Joe. Mixon. I mean, I think I would do that. I think I would put if the ball comes to Joe Burrow's hand last second. No, I'd I'm not talking about last second. I'm talking about all game. That's going to be all I game see. on his shoulders. And when you have to force yeah. throws to do that, and you don't have an offensive line, you're getting sacked and stuff. It's going to be tough to do that all game. In fourth quarter, in fourth quarter, you could say it. Like, say, okay, you know, fourth quarter, this is on you. But to did say do it, it all last year. Well, let's not let's not jump ahead. Let's not jump ahead. Okay, yeah, yeah. And let's go Chiefs-Jags. I mean, the Chiefs are favored uh, minus eight and a half here. Um, I, I'm, there's a lot of good stories in this playoffs. There is. I, this is my favorite uh, round of the playoffs because it's always had the best games. The, the divisional round always has the most entertaining games and uh the most competitive games and it always seems to produce some of the uh more entertaining games of the year let's talk about the four guys that are in there trevor lawrence we got patrick mahomes josh allen and joe burrow i think that's going to be four guys it's going to be in there consistently unless if one that's your that's your picture of the future in the afc right there yeah i mean we don't even have justin herbert in whoa 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 you guys are missing somebody, man. Quarterback. Yeah, you you, you still got Herbert in there, man. You guys are dropping Herbert. He's, he's not. No, in I was just saying you're four. four. Uh, okay, okay. Four. I mean, I'm, Herbert's down. Herbert's five now. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> take the no, cheat. No, no. It's debatable, man. It's close for who's. I mean, it's not debatable who's first and who's second, but uh, and maybe not even third. Yeah, not even third. So it's really just fourth and fifth. Who, who you put in front? Is it Trevor Lawrence or is it Herbert? Who are you putting? I don't know. Yeah, your top three are set, but yeah. your four and five are. And it's unquestionable. It's Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen. <laughs> it's going to be, you know, I, I have to put uh, Justin yeah. Herbert in there at four and then Trevor Lawrence at five. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence still has something to prove. Justin Herbert's already shown he can do it. I, I mean, don't know. Yeah. I'm putting Trevor Lawrence ahead of uh, Herbert right now for me. For me. Just because I feel like if you have one of the top offenses in the league and you only score three points in the third in the second half, that shows something on you. You, I mean, you at least score a touchdown, at least kick two field goals. You kick. I mean, hey, we we talk about Trevor's first half. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, you could. Uh, that's worse that than Justin Herbert's second half. Yeah. It doesn't matter, man. I mean, you could you could talk about people's lows, but he didn't he didn't lose. Then that's what matters. I remember that. He got, Justin, remember, he got I remember the dub. Lows. Remember that. Love you, man. That's all people are gonna see is W. They're like, oh, he did have four picks, but that fat fucking W is gonna be right by his name for that match. Well, you're number four. I think he's gonna lose this week. I mean, as much as I would love to see the Jags win this week, like, listen. Yeah. Doug Peterson comes from the Andy uh, Andy Reid tree. Uh, he took a, a the first overall team last year, took him to the playoffs. Like that would be a, an awesome story. And then he would be the first coach to ever win two Super Bowls from two separate teams. That would be he definitely would probably have questions of being in the Hall of Fame. And he's only coached for a few years. And man, the Jags would definitely be way ahead of schedule if they won. But it's at Arrowhead one of the greatest stadiums to play in. It's Patrick Mahomes, MVP this year, the number one offense. And I think they're in the top 10 on defense as well. I, I just can't see the Chiefs uh, Chiefs losing this one. Yeah. Can't see them. I'm, on the, I'm on the same page there. Um, as for a spread, I think I think the Jags cover the spread. They keep it close. I think the Jags will, will be inside that eight-and-a-half point threshold. <laughs> at least a touchdown, but um, I think I agree there. If the Chiefs are just too overpowered, it's a great story to see Trevor Lawrence win. That'd be awesome. Um, but I think Patrick Holmes and the and the uh, Chiefs are just too good. The only way the Jags win this one, if they have an outrageous amount of pressure on Patrick Mahomes, and that's about it. And even then, Patrick Mahomes can still get through the pressure. Yeah, I don't so. think that even that helps. Yeah, I think, um... that's the only way they get it. I think the Jags are going to pull this one through. They're my upset of the week. Woo! I got, I got them winning uh, by 20 points. I'm just kidding. No, but I think it's going to be a close game. Uh, but I think the Jags end up winning. Uh, oh, man. I like I, it. I, I mean. I just – I got my upset. You know, I think I'm not going to bet against the Jacksonville Jaguars because they're, they're my second favorite team. Um, and, like, I just num- – like, history repeats itself. Like Bert said, he never lost on Saturdays. So, um that he's feeling he's, risky yeah hey it's a he's a hundred percent so um you got to do what you got to do so i'm picking jags jags for this i'm gonna say this now i got chiefs 49ers super bowl all right we can move on we can all right move on. all right giants eagles uh bert what do you got all right so eagles favored minus seven and a half um few things i mean i'm gonna take the eagles on this one i think they are they're a top eight defense. They're the number one pass defense going into uh, playing an anemic offense, especially receiving court. I mean, Giants really only have Daniel Jones and Daniel Jones and Barkley did take off last week, but that was an awful Vikings defense. Um, the Viking or the Giants defense played really well, but they're not even in the top 10. Um, well, we, the thing that would concern me about the Eagles, are they going to come out flat? They came out flat the week before uh, the first week Jalen came back. They came out a little flat. Jalen didn't play so hot. Now they have a week bye. And now they're playing against a, you know, Giants are playing with house money. They're a little, they're a little uh, crazy bunch and they're not really playing for much. They're just here to have fun. And are the Eagles going to come flat? And that could be dangerous, but I still think the Eagles pull it off. I think this will be a good game though. Pretty close. Right. So, Kobe, you uh, you announced your upset of the week. 
I am going to be a Giants fan this week. Um, it's hard for me to say exactly why I think the Giants will win this one, but the Giants just have that ability to win when you think they won't. I'm a Patriots fan, and I've experienced this all too much, and I think history – like you said, Kobe, history repeats itself with Trevor Lawrence not losing on a Saturday. I think the Eagles will pull this one off. We'll go to the NFC Championship here. I love what Brian Dayball is doing. They look so good against the Vikings. I know it's the Vikings defense. It's not, not anything crazy. But they did play a great game on defense as well. Um, and I think with the banged-up Jalen Hurts and the Eagles having beaten – the Giants twice already. I think they might get lulled to sleep by the Giants, think it's going to be a, a cakewalk, and the Giants are going to surprise them. So I think this game's close, but I'm going to take my upset with the Giants here. I, I, uh, I'm confident in my pick. Oh, the house money. I like it. Uh, I kind of changed my answer, too, while I was uh, talking about my Jags about this game. I have another upset of the week. Whoa. I'm going with the Giants. Uh, I think the Eagles are a little bit overrated this year. I think their defense isn't as good as it seems. Uh, I think that's going to be proven uh, a fact this weekend uh, against Brian Dable and his offense. Uh, Giants are just going to run on him, them just like crazy. And um, that's really going to set up the pass game, even though they don't really have big names. I think they're going to just ground and pound and then shoot their shot downfield whenever they need it. And Daniel Jones is going to be a hero and upset the Eagles. And like Justin said, they're going to be lulled to sleep. You know, they, they took a week off. The Giants are coming off a big win. They're ready to go. They're juiced. They're not, they're ready. And not saying mm-hmm. the Eagles haven't been prepared, but when you take that, a break off football, sometimes that can set that can hurt you more than help you. So um, I think Jalen hurts is a little bit in over his head. I don't think he's ready for this kind of football. You guys don't know about big play slay, do y'all? What, uh, um, what's your over under on, Saquon Barkley rushing yards. I got – I'll set it at uh, 95. Higher or lower? 95, I'm going to say – I'm going to say under, but mainly because I think their run game is going to come from read options from Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones. Pull, pulling it. So, I mean, I think he'll have like around 80, um, a few touchdowns maybe, but I think it's going to be Daniel Jones creating those third down just – read option plays and getting the first down when they're all expecting Saquon and yep. he's just bootlegging out. So that's who I got. Um, next matchup we have is uh Bengals bills. All uh, right. Or, I'm going Bengals yeah. all the way. That is a, uh, I kind of already figured y'all two were going Bengals. Yeah. There's a bona fide fact here that the, uh, the Bengals have the, X factor when it comes to the playoffs. Yes. And that is Joe Burrow. I think Josh Allen has yet to prove that he can perform in big spots. Um, Joe Burrow has performed in those big spots. So not to talk to their talent or anything or debate who's two and three. I just think Joe Burrow has these more experience in these bigger games back at LSU. Obviously last year in the Super Bowl, they fell short. But all through the playoffs, he kept coming through in those tight positions. And um, I got I got the Bengals looking better than last week on offense against the Bills' weak defense, like you said, Kobe. I don't think the Bills are going to keep up with the, the Bengals' defense. So I got the Bengals here. I will have to agree with you, Justin. 
Here's a, a little small fact for you guys. Bills have the only defensive head coach in the playoffs currently right now. Not that I don't like McDermott. I just don't think the offensive mistakes they made are going to be fixed over this week's span. You know, I think Josh Allen's turnovers are going to hurt him. I mean, you you guys might not be able to name most of those Bengals defensive players, but a lot of those guys are unnamed, really talented, top 10 defense in the league. Uh, the Bengals, again, who's going to stop that juggernaut? The Bills defense is hurt. Josh Allen's playing horrible. Who, who's going to stop him? I, I don't think the uh, – they don't really have a pass rush. I don't think Cincinnati's offensive line being hurt is going to affect them too much. Not this week. It might be a little bit of a factor. Yeah, next week. Take away the deep ball component to the Bengals offense. But I think uh, they have a lot of weapons, too many weapons for the Bills to handle. I think it's going to be a high scoring game regardless. Uh, I don't. Both defenses are not doing well. Um, I think the bank bills have a little bit of an upside with as far as names of the bigger names on their defense. Um, but I, I, I really think the bills are going to pull this one through. No, uh, um, not mainly because of the injuries, like we talked about the Bengals had on their offensive line. Um, the bills, you know, it's at home. That's, that's, that's big too. a home game for them. Um, yes, we Joe Burrow, you could say Joe Burrow's had, bigger games but at the end of the day you know they're they're similar quarterbacks um they're both gonna probably i think have to play some hero ball um and if it's up in the air i think it's you know it's about 50 50 for me on who's gonna win this game the teams seem to be in similar scenarios josh allen has his line compared you know to uh joe burrow so i I'd probably put my money on the bills um i think the dolphins game might have just been just an off week for them and they'll pick it right back up and try to try to win this one. So I got bills winning this one close game, probably going to be high thirties, damn near forties. Um, probably by three, probably going to be by a field goal, probably going to be by a touchdown to get them up three or something like that. Okay. Hey, um, I got my score prediction real quick. I'm going to put 31, 21 bangles. Joe, Josh Allen throws uh Two picks and get stripped. Okay. Time. Three turnovers again. That's, that's Sunday at 3 p.m. So the last game of the week is Cowboys 49ers. I think we oh, kind of right. all know who's going this one. It's pretty pretty easy of a decision. Yeah, it's all saying on three. Ready? One, two. <laughs> three, two. <laughs> I'm going 49ers. Uh I got Cowboys. Just kidding. I got 49ers. Yeah, 49 I think it's a little unfair. Um, I mean, the Cowboys – I mean, the 49ers had two days to prep on the 49ers. Or 49ers had two days to prep on the Cowboys. Uh, I think it would be an awesome story if the Cowboys won, kind of made that role. But um, Mike McCarthy has been getting shit on yeah. all week. He, he could be the first head coach to win two Super Bowls with two separate teams. Um, I do like Mike McCarthy, but I'm going 49ers. I think they're a better coach team. They're the number one defense. I think they just need a target on two guys. I mean, that's going to be Pollard and Schultz. Schultz actually came alive in Tampa against a lackluster Buccaneers defense. Um, I think the cor- uh, the Cowboys are lacking our corner. I think if yeah. they maybe had another big-time guy, I think it would be a little bit more competitive. 
I do think it's going to be a close game. I think uh, Cowboys cover the spread here, but I'd be nervous if I was the Cowboys special team. So this is not the Buccaneers. If they start missing field goals, um, that could hurt you in the end. I mean, McCarthy is an analytic guy, so he might be, you might be seeing a lot of fourth, fourth down conversions. They just need to play very soundly. And I think they match up fairly well with the 49ers, but I don't think they'll be able to stop them. Rock Purdy's on fire. Yeah, I mean, I mostly agree with what you said there, Bert. Uh, 49ers are on fire, and um, it's not looking good for the Cowboys. Um, there is one storyline that I want to highlight, though, and that's the fact that Dan Quinn used to be Kyle Shanahan's head coach. Um, them going head-to-head like that, maybe Dan Quinn has the upper hand on what Kyle Shanahan might call because they used to work hand-in-hand with each other. Um, I think the 49ers have the – more talented squad so overall if I had to pick I think 49ers are going to take this one but I wouldn't be surprised if Dan Quinn's able to make this a, a much more entertaining game than most people think there's one thing about the Cowboys and they're uh, very inconsistent so if they come out not looking good I don't know if they can pick it up mid-game so I got yeah. the 49ers yeah trying to come back on the 49ers offense will be a real test they've been great I mean their secondary has been not that great, but that front seven's been really well, uh, doing really well. So I'm just gonna make it, you know, everything you guys said, I agree with. Um, the 49ers just gonna, I think they're gonna steamroll the Cowboys. I think, uh, Brett Maher's gonna miss like six field goals. Um, and, um, 49ers win with ease. What would you guys done to the kicker? I, six I would try to open tryouts right after the game. I probably will let him go after the third one. After the third one, he would. I said, I would just said, "Hey, man, go to the locker room. We're gonna." Uh, You're catching Uber home. Yeah, yeah. I definitely would have done that. Can't take the team bus. I mean, that's. That, I mean, if you think about that, that turns a three touchdowns or four touchdowns to a three possession game, right? That would technically. Yeah, they're they're acting all cool about it because they won, but if they lost, Brett Maher would be young. Oh, oh yeah. You imagine if he would if it came down to those points being scored from them winning. Yeah. Jesus Christ. All right, so next topic is the vacancies. We can just go over who we think these players or these coaches are going to go, who you think uh, the best matchup or best coach would be for that team to get. Um, So first we can start with a Texans head coach. Who do you, Bert, think would be a good match for the Texans head coaching job? I think I'd go with D'Amico Ryans. He's a young guy uh, coaching the greatest defense to ever play. I think him going to the Texans will be like a homecoming. He used to play there. Um, and then also, I think guys will build around him, kind of have some confidence around him. I mean, Texans already have a pretty good, I would say fairly decent, young defensive core right there. And I think he can really just kind of elevate it, push it a little bit more. I wish Lovey would have stayed for another year. But uh, D'Amico Ryans, um, I put Love second it. was the quarterback – McCown, I think they uh, throw a curveball. He was really Josh McCown. Last year. Josh McCown, I think wow. that's another person I would put in there. Okay, um, I was I was on the uh, the road here of I think for someone that needs to turn a whole team around and instill a great like culture for the team, kind of like what. Um, I can think of his name, uh, Dan Campbell. 
what they're doing over there and they're creating a culture, a, a good team environment, not someone playing hero ball. They're all working together. It's not egotistical. Um, and I think someone that would be good for the, for the Texans would be Brian Flores because he did that with the, with the dolphins. I mean, he's the one to think for a lot of their success right now because he made most of their draft picks. Um, Mike McDaniels kind of came in and he made his own twist to it, but most of their talent on the team is due to Brian Flores. And he actually created a pretty good squad over there and until he got let go of, but um, I think great fit for the, for the Texans would be Brian Flores. That would be a good fit. I think he's a good candidate on the market. Yeah. Got for me, I think Brian Flores would have been my third, not thinking about it, but I think I have Frank Reich and Dan Quinn, uh, Either one, I think. I think for me, if I'm the Texans, I'm focusing more on building my defense. And both of these coaches have have a, have a history of a pretty good defense, uh, mainly because right now the Texans really don't have anybody on offense. And I think if you want to win games, you build that defense first, then start adding in some stars to the offense. Um, I mean, you have some decent stars coming up with um, John Michi, who will be back this year. You have um, Damian Pierce, who fourth round draft pick has been killing it. You might get a quarterback this off or in this draft coming up. So I think their offense is going to be well, but you got to get that defense um, well, because it just like we were talking about with the 49ers, what makes a, a decent quarterback look very good is that defense, man. If they, if a quarterback can start at the 50 yard line and they can flip the field on, on, on a, the opposing team, that just helps your quarterback out, helps them gain confidence, helps your offense. So building that defense up, I think it should be their priority. So defensive-minded coaches like Dan Quinn or, or Frank Reich would be my options. And Brian Flores, obviously, because he's able to build a, a history of a bad franchise, probably not in the early, you know, after 2000s. They were better in the 80s and stuff like that. But, you know, they haven't right. been they haven't been good in a long time. So he kind of helped build that. So uh, next we have the Cardinals head coaching job. Oh, you guys have going there. Cardinals. This is a tough one here because really they just need a coach like how Doug Peterson came into Jacksonville and created a more of a like relationship with Trevor Lawrence and told him he had his back, not something like Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury where they kind of were at each other's neck a lot of the times. Um, it's really hard to say, but there is – I'm bouncing back before between I wanted to say Sean Payton for this team because they have young talent, but they can't, I know, I know he's not going there. Um, I think someone I really like is uh, Frank Reich for this team. And that's only because Frank Reich seems to care a lot about the quarterback position. And you saw that drama he Big had offense. with, yeah. 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 saw the drama he had with, Carson Wentz, and then he loved Andrew Luck when he was going away, blah, blah, blah. But I think what they can do with Frank Reich is bring him in, try and get them to Murray and him to bond, um, and that will allow Murray to feel more comfortable on this team. Whereas right now I think he's uh, feels a little bit attacked, like especially with that contract deal, like the whole thing where they had to make a, a clause in there that he had to watch film. I think that kind of almost offended the relationship. 
Yeah, and I think that kind of ruined their season from the get go. But he needs someone, and I like Frank Reich because he he is someone who would make a a good um, good relationship with the quarterback. So I like Frank Reich for this team. I put Brian Flores for the Cardinals. It's the big thing is Kyler Murray's going to have say. Um, so you're definitely going to have to find someone that Kyler Murray likes. Um, and I, I think Brian Flores and a lot of the coaches that I picked for each team there's going to be a common thing I have with them. I mean, at least for another team, the other two teams, uh, I, he's a grown up. He's not going to take any shit. I think, I think Kyler give him a thumbs up. I think this is a person the owner is going to want. Like yeah. you said earlier, he kind of was the soul of the dolphins. I mean, he had a lot of stuff going on with Tua, which got him out of the job, but Kyler's actually a really good quarterback and he's a defensive coach. He'll switch you kind of build up the defense as a bunch of young stars lean on the run game and let Kyler be a little less Kyler and I, I think that's important for the Cardinals um I could also see Dan Quinn go into the, the cards okay. yeah I, I didn't really think about Dan Quinn on that one I, I I my two that I would like to see go to the Cardinals was Sean Payton and Brian Flores those are my two I pretty much think every coach every team that can get sh- should if they can get Sean Payton get them I mean, I don't, I don't think there's yeah, any team that way. Yeah, but that's the thing. I, these are my, who I think they should go after. I'm not saying they're going to go there, but Sean Payton or Brian, Brian Flores is like how uh, we talked about with him not taking any shit. I think both of these coaches will kind of humble Kyler Murray a little bit, right. even though he's got that big contract, make him more of a quarterback, like uh, like a – like a book stuff, like he, he actually like digs into film and make him really like study stuff and get him his mind right. Cause it kind of doesn't seem like his mind's right. He kind of doesn't seem like he can read a defense that well. He just seems to go on a whim a lot of the times. And a lot of his receivers, especially D hop gets upset with how open he is on routes, how he didn't read that, read his throw. And he's standing out in the middle of the field or in the side of the field and just waving his hands and the ball doesn't go to him. You know, you see those little clips on social media. And you're like, man, what is he looking at? What is he going? What's going? Where's the communication at? So I think getting rid of Cliff was good. Yeah, still paying him a crap ton of money to just yeah. not be a coach. He's not coaching for a while. He said so because he's got like five years still left on his contract, and they're just gonna pay him not to coach. I mean, that's beautiful. So I think two coaches that house in Arizona, it's nice. Yeah, I know you just <laughs> do whatever you want. But I think if you bring in Sean Payton, somebody who has history and knows what he wants and will expect greatness from his players, that's good. And you have Brian Flores who kind of has that personality of not, I'm not going to take shit and you better get with it or be gone. I think will definitely help that team because they have a lot of young talent. They have tremendous young talent and they've, have really hit well on some draft picks and been able to bring in some prospects, but nobody's been able to really glue it together. And I think that those two coaches could do that. Uh, I heard something uh, today or I read something today that the Cardinals haven't had a coach last over six years. Yeah, that's not good. So next up Colts head coach. I only have one for this. I didn't really have two. I think I got a a curveball here. I I went with Kellen Moore. Ooh. Uh, Kellen Moore, I think he'll bring something that they are lacking this season, and that was offense. I think he will get the run game going. I think I know he's a little pass happy coming out of Boise State under Mike McCarthy, but I think he'll actually kind of get Jonathan Taylor back where he needs. I think they'll put a running back committee together, make Pittman the all-star that he is. 
And then they're picking in the top four, so they'll definitely be drafting a quarterback. And whoever that yeah. is, it's Will Levis, C.J. Stroud. Um, like definitely he'll maximize their potential. I mean, Dak was a fourth-round pick. Imagine what he'll have with a fourth overall. Right. I like um, Eric Bieniemy. Is that how you say? I think that's how you say his name. Bieniemy. Oh, I didn't put him <laughs> on my list. No, I like him. Baby. I think I like him because of the prospect of a change to what the Colts are is what he could bring. The Colts have always kind of had your pound the ball down the throat, throw when you need to type of thing. Uh, for the past few years. Um, and I think if you bring in a coach like Eric Benimi, um it changes the way teams will look at you. They look very one-dimensional most of the time. Um, and I think if you can bring in someone who can get creative, I think it changes the interest from free agents and people wanting to buy into the team. So I think I think he can do that for them. Um, it's It was hard to find a fit here just because the Colts – are a very weird team. I almost said Mike Kafka from the Giants, offensive coordinator, but that's he he hasn't proved enough yet, and I think most of that's kind of to give to um, Brian Dable. But one person I actually loved was Ben Johnson from the Lions, offensive yeah, coordinator. He's staying, but, yeah. but he decided to stay, so I uh, couldn't choose him. I also have the same guy, uh, Coach B, Coach Eric B. I'm not going to say his last name. It's kind of weird. But um, I think, like Justin said, a change of what they are. I mean, when you look at their offense, they don't really have – they have weapons, so they don't have depth. They don't really have somebody that can bring it together. Like, you just have Michael Pittman. That's all you got. I mean, you could say, oh, they have other pieces. But but when you're feeding the ball – I mean, you have to throw the ball to them. Who else are you going to throw the ball to? So anybody can really look good. If you could, if they're the second option, I mean, you're number two. You have you're gonna have to get the ball. You can't throw it to Michael Pittman every play, uh, and maybe Michael Pittman is a really good product of that uh, team because nobody else is there. Who's gonna yeah. challenge? Who's gonna challenge him? Who's gonna step up and take it? There's really nobody. Those right. players had their chances and they haven't done anything with it. So I think I do want to there. I don't want mean to cut you off here, but I I do have to say the Colts. I think are a quarterback away from really making a push. I mean, right. Matt yeah, Ryan was a pieces kind of stump in the foot. I think Ballard's a really good GM and they do have a young guy. They have two young potential stars. Um, Woods, the tight end. I think he's very electric. He's, he's like six, seven, pretty fast guy. Um, we didn't hear much about him in college because he got hurt his senior year at Virginia. Yeah. Um, and then, it's Alec Pierce. Alec Pierce. Yeah, he's a very talented receiver. Um, I think he'll have a bigger year. I think having a carousel at quarterback this season really made everyone look worse in the action. Yeah. I, I think if they stuck with one of the one of the guys the whole season, I think it would have been a better overall. But it was Nick Foles. If they just stuck with Nick Foles in the halfway, or just then Matt Ryan or Sam Ellinger, I, I think if they just kept with one guy. It would have been a lot better. And I mean, they have a lot of injuries this year. JT was hurt. Offensive linemen are hurt here and there. I, I think it's a good, good roster. They have a really talented defense as well. I think they're, they're a coordinator away, a play caller away. Yeah, that's why I like Eric. You know, I think he's going to be, so he's coming from the Chiefs. I mean, that just that name just says offense. So you're bringing somebody in on a team who's coming from the Chiefs, going to be, giving that offensive mindset, which the defense is already good. So you're bringing in the offensive side to kind of build it up. Now, if they don't get 
a quarterback. And really the only quarterback that I would get if I was them is Bryce Young. If they don't get Bryce Young, I really wouldn't get another quarterback until later in the draft and probably get AR. Um, just because I, I, I think if CJ Stroud goes there, he's going to be ruined by the Colts. I think if he goes there, they're going to expect him to be an instant starter. It may not work out because he doesn't have everything yet compared to Bryce Young. Bryce Young definitely has more development, you know, playing. Uh, and it's just going to ruin CJ Stroud. Not saying that he won't be good and he's not good, but it, I just think it's setting him up for failure. Um, so, and it, there, I doubt anybody's going to want to come to Indianapolis just because of the, hit, the revolving door of quarterbacks the last few years. They kind of gave up on Carson Wentz too when he was doing pretty well. I mean, he was winning games. He was the owner is that. That's why I think they're going to get a young young coach. Uh, that's why I picked Kellen Moore. I think he that's a good, a decent roster, but the owner's a little, I, I would say, trigger happy or very too involved. Where yeah. if he doesn't like something, he's going to definitely voice it out. Right. Um, I think he was a big issue this year. Yeah. So th that's that's pretty much my thought process process on it all. Is just I don't think he's, I don't think they're going to be able to fix that without some offensive mind coming in or like you said, some youth, something to change it up and get that shut down that owner a little bit. All right. So we got Broncos. Who's who? You guys think is going to the Broncos? It's got to be if. Sean Payton goes anywhere. This team is his best fit to me. They already have a baller defense. They killed it on defense. Only thing he needs to fix is Russell Wilson looking like a bum. And whether that's being through a totally different scheme, changing the what like the play calling or what, or if Russell Wilson just needs someone that will believe in him. Sean Payton is the guy for this job because he can if there's any of these head coach head coaches out there that I would have faith in to fix a team like this that has a bunch of talent but just can't do anything with it it would be Sean Payton I think this is easily the best fit for Payton and the best fit for Denver Broncos I agree that's, that's I, my guy I put Sean Payton as well I mean I, I wish he would stay another year in Fox and wait for the Chargers job or the Rams job. Um, but oh, man, the Chargers. I, my original, like if we did this last week, I think I would have picked um, Jim Harbaugh, but Peyton would be my pick now. Right. Um, if Peyton decided to stay in Fox, I, I would put Dan Quinn. I think Dan Quinn would definitely turn the Broncos around as well. I like it. Yeah, that's pretty much my my guy, and maybe Ken Dorsey, an offensive mind. Um, oh, man, he's bad this year. I would; those are my two for Broncos. I think they really need a somebody with that offensive mindset and really change things around. And Sean Payton would definitely be better. He'd have more hype, um, so people would buy in. People would definitely want free agency say, "Hey, I'm gonna go he play Sean been, Payton." He might he, pull he, some Saints players. I mean, you still got a lot of his team on that yeah, Saints yeah. team. You never know. He, I mean, all right, so the Saints are asking for a first-round pick, but the Bradley Chubb trade, the Broncos now have a first-round pick. Uh, right. Also, the Sean Payton – I mean, there's another team that wants Sean Payton as well, but Sean Payton's looking for 20 to 30 mil a year. Those co um, The Walmart owners definitely can pay for them, and then uh, – What's the oh, and he's actually really surprised. I, I saw that Peyton said that he really enjoyed the owners and actually liked the job, so he's interested. 
Right. So I, I think he ends up going to the Broncos. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the best place. Um, all right. So next we got Panthers. Same same two for me. I have a third, uh, Eric Bienemy. I think Ken Dorsey, Sean Payton, Eric, I think all three of those, if they can get one of those three, I think it'll be the best thing for them. They have a great defense already set up. Uh, just need to fix that quarterback. Needs to fix that offense. And, and you lost CMC. Well, oh, you got to build that offense up. There's really nothing there. So I think those three coaches, if they got the job and if they went there, they could do it out of the out of the list. And those are pretty much the ones that they've interviewed already. I like uh, the the Raiders. They made this mistake last year. They brought in Josh McDaniel um, and got rid of their interim head coach and. I think the Panthers are a candidate to do that same thing, um, but they're going to ruin a good thing. He came in and they started off one and four, brought him back to six. I mean, went six and six and they went seven and 10. Um, I think he demonstrated a lot of good leadership with the team. I, I don't, even after McCaffrey got traded, they looked even better. It was, a, it was a little weird. Um, they had their few hot streak there, but I think, I think you give still Steve Wilkes another year, uh, give him a chance to prove himself with a full year of preparation. Um, obviously, if it doesn't go well, the next year, yeah, you bring him in. You have a young squad. There's no need to rush and try and bring in some superstar. Um, but if they do, I think they bring in – I think they should bring in Gerard Mayo, who is the Pat, uh, Patriots linebackers coach. Ooh, boy, he's got he's got some fire to him. So, I think he could, he could light that defense up. They got some young pieces on that defense, so – he could activate the potential of Brian Burns, Jeremy Chin. Uh, they have CJ Henderson over there, Dante Jackson. So pretty young defense, great team, uh, a lot of potential. And I think they just need to let Steve Wilkes give it another shot. Um, I put uh, Frank Wright. I think he is a grown-up. I think he will definitely take command of the offense and kind of coach up. If it's Sam Darnold, if it's someone in the draft, really coach up whoever it is, um, kind of make it a little bit better. I think they'll elevate. I mean, their rookie left tackle, I think he ended up coming. And, uh, yeah, I think – or Steve Wilkes. Those are my two picks. Sorry. All right. Um, that's it for coaches. Um, you guys want to do the game or you guys want to – How long does that usually take? Depends on how good you guys are. How many rounds are we doing? Yeah, last time it took us five minutes. How only, long is that? There's only five rounds. All right, let's just hurry up and do it. All right, all right. So, all right, three, two, one. All right, now we're going to jump into our trivia game. It's a little bit different of a game than last time. So, this is the game. Uh, it's called – I forget what we call this game. Um I think it's, I think it's, uh, we call it like yes or no or something. Yeah. So, ba so based, so basically what happens is you two have individual players, different players. Uh, Justin, you're on the left on this screen and then, uh, Bert, you're on the right. So what happens is, is you ask me yes or no questions. If you keep getting, if you, if I answer yes to your question, then you can keep asking. If not, if I say no, it jumps to the other guy and they can keep asking questions. So the first person that gets their individual player correct gets the round. Okay. So we'll start with the winner of last week's game, Bert. Okay. Bert. You, you can ask me any yes. You can ask me like, you can basically question yes or no. 
not so direct questions like do they play for the AFC or they you got you kind of got to narrow it down to a player and it can be retired and if they're retired I'm going to I'm going to try to I'm going to do their team that they're known for um okay um is he a skilled player no Damn. all right Justin um is he on offense no all right Bert. offense or defense is he on offense no. All right. Um, is he a defensive back? No. Is he a defensive end? Yes. Okay. You can keep going. Oh, all right. Keep once, going. once you get a yes, you, get you keep yes, going. going. All right. Uh, does he play in the NFC? Yes. NFC South? No. Justin. Um, is my guy a defensive end? Yes. Okay. Is he playing the a- AFC? No. What the hell? Is it the same player? <laughs> NFC West. No. NFC West. Yes. Ooh, okay. Um... Is he playing California? Yes. Is he an active player? Yes. Um, is he a former first round pick? Yes. Does he play for the 49ers? Yes. Is it Eric Armstead? It is Eric Armstead. Yeah. This game was a lot harder than last week's game. <laughs> yeah, you kind of got to get used to it. It's not. It's not like the last game. You just kind of got to narrow. Start. Start wide and start getting it down. Once you get down to the vision and for a position, you kind of get a better idea. All right, here we go. Um, Who's my guy? Your guy was Demarcus Lawrence. Okay. All right. So Justin, you won the round. You go first. Um, is he on offense? Yes. AFC. No. Come on, dude. Okay. Is he on defense? Yes. Is he in the AFC? Um. No. Look at the wall behind you, man. No. No. Um. So he's on offense, and he's in the NFC. Uh, NFC South. No. Is he a skilled player? Yes. Is he a safety? No. Is does my is he a wide receiver? No. Does he cover wide receivers? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey linebackers cover wide receivers sometimes. Does he does he currently play? No. Mm. Um is my guy a uh, I guess that. Is he a running back? I feel like he's a running back. No. He's just... is, he a, is he known as a top ten in his position? Yes. What? A former top 
five. I'd say debatable. So I'd say no, because it's not for sure. But in his prime, he was pretty damn good. That's all I'd say. Um, is, is my guy a quarterback? Yes. Ooh, making it easy on me. NFC, NFC East. Yes. Damn, Justin's gonna win again. NFC East got Jalen Hurts. Uh, is he a backup quarterback? Um, no. What is he, Richard Sherman? Say what? What'd you say, Bert? Is he Richard Sherman? No. Damn. Okay. Um, is he a current player? No. It's just a dizzy. Um, how can I ask this? Did he only play on one team? No. No, multiple teams. Okay. He had two teams where he was pretty good. He was really good on two teams. But I, the one that I know him from is the one that I'm going with. NFC corner. Yeah. Uh, is he a candidate? Is he in the Hall of Fame or a candidate for the Hall of Fame? Bailey. No. No. Could have been. NFC South. Yes. Is it the – all right, how can I phrase this? The two teams that you know him from, is he known in the NFC South? Like you're saying, the both teams he's known for in the same division? No, 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 no. That's the you said you know him. Like when you think of him, is it from the NFC South? Yes. Is it Deion Sanders? No. I like where you're going though, because that would be top. He'd be number one. I mean, he'd be yeah. and I said top five. This guy is he's in the talks of talk to, of top ten. Is what yeah. I, I was um, wondering. Is it is he white? No. Is he a cheeky barber? No. no. That's a safety anyways. Is it Donovan <laughs> McNabb? Or it's, Ron- it's Ronald Barber, my bad. No, Justin. All right, Bert, you're you again. <laughs> okay. Donovan McNabb. <laughs> oh, shit. All right, go, Bert. <laughs> All right. Is he from the Saints? No. Okay, good. So he's a Buccaneers. He's not, wait, 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 wait. He's not a former player. I, I know he's in the Buccaneers. That's how I know him. He's not in the former. He's not a former player. He, he's not playing right now, right? No, he's he's a former player. How has he played in the last five years? Yes. He's dark. Huh? Yeah, he's a black man. He's a black man. Um, fuck. Tyrod Taylor. Oh. Is it Asante Samuel? Um, no. Dude, what the hell? NFC East? Uh, Cowboys. Cowboys. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I I forgot. Uh, Yeah, I already answered that question. So, what are you asking me? Eagles. I'm trying to think of former quarterbacks. Eagles. I can only think of Donovan McNabb. 
Oh shit! Giants. You, guys are, you guys are both overthinking the hell out of this. You guys are going either way too far. Wait, 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 wait. Giants. Because both the what the hell is the third team? Oh, the oh, RG three, RG three. Thank God, someone won. Who's mine? Jesus, yours, yours was uh, Josh Norman. Oh, you said he was a top ten. I, I would have never guessed him. He's in the top ten. He's damn good. No. Wait, you said NFC South. He's NFC East. Oh, wait. He paid for the Panthers and the right. Redskins. He played for the Panthers first. Oh, okay. Then got all, right. all he got all his money from Washington. I'm going sweep right here so I can get out of here. Come on. All right. For the win, Justin, you're up. Uh AFC. No. Oh, Fuck. oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Damn it. Yes. Uh current player. Yes. Offense. Yes. Skill player. Yes. Uh, mm, shit, I don't know where to go here. Pro Bowl caliber. Yeah. Um, was he in the playoffs this year? No. Mm, okay. NFC. Um, yes. Skill position. Yes. Offense or, or is he on offense? Yes. Okay. Is he a quarterback? No. Okay, cool. Um, was his team below 500? To my memory, yes. Yes. I don't really remember the record, but I would say it, if I had to guess, it was under 500. Has it been in the years for three years or less? No. Okay. Is he a wide receiver? Yes. NFC, you said? Yes, I already said that. All right. Um... Is he a top 10 receiver? No. No. Um, is he a – is he a wide receiver? Yes. AFC South. No. Is he currently playing? Yes. Is he a top 15 receiver? No. God damn. Um, uh, AFC North? No. Oh, my fuck. Is he a number two on his team? Yes. Yes, okay. Is his team in the playoffs? No. AFC West. AFC West, yes. Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams. <sighs> Y'all do the outro. I gotta go. His was uh Alan Robinson. Deuces. All right. Well, that concludes this podcast. I think we had a pretty good one with all this stuff. So <clears throat> with that one, I don't think we have anything else to add. Uh, Justin had to cut out early. 
but I think we had a good time talking about this. We'll have definitely more topics once these games get over with, with uh, free agencies. I think we kind of want to touch that whenever the playoffs end. Um, and hopefully we'll see some coaches go around by next week too. So um, if that's it, is that, is that all you got, Bert? That's all I got. Good podcast. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you guys, you guys listening. I appreciate you guys uh, joining me and doing this episode. So we'll see you guys on the next one. All right. Peace.